재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 There's a big risk, but at the same time, it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering what would have happened. So, of course, I had to do it. The expression, home is where the heart is, came to mind. I'm already set it down here because, you know, my family's here. A lot of interesting and prominent expats come to Korea, not always with the intention of staying, but one year tends to turn to two, to five, to ten, and then they find that they've made a life here in Korea. And we ask them a very simple question every week. Why here? Actually, the person who goes out and asks the questions is our team member, GP1. He gets a little sound and some clips and brings their stories back to us in the studio. He's here with me now. GP, hey. How's it going, Kurt? Doing good, doing good. You, I mean, every week you seem to find, you seem to one-up yourself. You find these really interesting people. We've had burlesque uh, uh, performers. We've had uh, video game commentators. We've had businessmen. What, what kind of person we got this week? Today we have a uh, different type of very notable figure, um, one of the newer generation, I would say for sure, a YouTube sensation. She's got over 350,000 subscribers since I last checked at the end of last week. She might have 360 now. Mm. Um, 275 videos. Her name, her YouTube handle is Chonin uh, Miguk Saram. Okay. Her I, am, um, I am an American. <laughs> I am an American. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it feels so, like, I don't know, it feels kind of cheesy because we are Americans saying it. Right? Yeah. Um, her top videos are Koreans react, react to American female celebs with over 2 million views. Is this, because I see this meme sort of repeating itself across YouTube, you know, Korean so-and-sos react to something. Yeah, like they watch yeah. this movie or they try French fries for the first time or whatever, you know. Is that is that her that started that, or she's just kind of riding the wave? I don't. It's impossible to say to who say, started right? these things. I mean, someone uh, who knows where the idea started, right? Could be okay. anything. But um, yeah, she's gotten a few of those. Another one she did was Koreans react to American uh, celebrity beauty trends, mm-hmm. right? And uh, are you beautiful in Korea? Those are her top three videos. We'll talk about trends, you know, more later. She'll she'll actually speak about them. And she hasn't been around as long as the other expats we've heard from. Actually, uh, let's hear from her now. Well, my name is Megan Simone Bowen. I was born in Kankakee, Illinois, but I was raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a YouTube channel. It's called Tonun Miguk Saram, but it's not spelled properly. It's like spelled C-H-O-N-U-N-M-I-G-O-O-K-S-A-R-A-M, which is not the proper translation of Korean to English, but I thought it was fun anyway. And plus, somebody else took the other username at that time. (laughs) <laughs> so there's that and yeah i'm just training for a bodybuilding competition and i do pole dance and i'm vegan there you go something about me and my personality i'm very kind of silly like i'll be quiet and then suddenly i'll just think of a random thing that's kind of silly so beware she's got what seems to be this personality that's just right for YouTube, kind of impulsive, it seems, and uh, not what I would call a shy retiring flower based on that little clip. <laughs> no, she was very interesting to speak to, wasn't shy about uh, laying out who she was. 
And actually, let's let's return to her username, Chonan Miguk Saram, and it's for the exact same reason that you might think it's because she's American. Mm-hmm. And she told me she chose it because she got tired of people asking where she's from. So it's funny that it comes from a place of, I guess, mild indignation. Yeah, kind of baked it right into the title so she doesn't get that question. Yeah. Do you, uh, you ever get tired of people asking you that, Kurt? Or do they just assume? I, I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, no, no. I mean, they don't always. I, I don't I don't feel in, any indignation about it. I don't get really get tired of answering. It was interesting that uh, Megan comes from Atlanta mostly. I spent a whole lot of time in Atlanta, too, about seven years or so. Wow. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. That's where I got started with CNN at the headquarters a long time ago. Uh, I actually don't get tired of answering where I'm from because I, I'm I'm Asian American, so you know it's kind of I guess I give people benefit of the doubt. It's really hard to peg where you're from when you don't. Yeah, you're you know. especially you know you're you're mysterious. You I could like be. to <laughs> describe myself as um, you know Pan Asian looking East meets West. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever. Let's get back to the topic though. You know I don't get tired of answering the question. Um, I get tired of asking it of other people though, and I do feel like you know this is such a typical question. I, I need to. I'm a writer. I should have something more creative, right? So <laughs> let's let's try to think of something more creative. Tweet in. Let me know what I should ask people. It's at Koreascape. There you go. Um, she enjoys challenges. Uh, about three months out from her first bodybuilding competition. You're kidding me. That's no. an interesting little sideline, too. Yeah, right? And she's only been training for a few months. Uh, to put that into perspective, I've been training for six years, yeah. over six years, and the thought of seriously competing has never crossed my mind. It is a huge, huge endeavor, not one to take lightly, because people are in it to win it. You know, you don't just kind of go in and be like, oh, yeah, I'll put on a bikini. That's not how this is. So working. as somebody with uh, certain bodybuilding sensibilities, what do you think? Does she, she have some guns on her? You know, she, I, I can't, couldn't tell you just based off of, like, what she looked when I met her, <laughs> okay. right? And at 12 weeks out, um, you're going to look very, very different over the next 12 weeks. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and she's vegan, so it makes the diet different. I'm not entirely familiar with um, the process at, f- as it pertains to female and, like, fitness and bikini competitions. I'm more familiar with how the guys look. Um, but, yeah, you know, good luck to her. All the best. Anyway, let's, uh, let's hear what brought her over to Korea initially. I came to Korea almost exactly four years ago. And actually, ever since I was little, I wanted to live in another country. I don't know why, but I've always been attracted to, like, learning about other people's cultures and the way they do things. And so I was like, well, where should I go? So in college, me and my friend, we would go and try, like, every country's food once a week. So then when we had the Korean food, we were like, this is so great. And you get free side dishes, you know? And they were like, we can get free side dish refills, unlimitedness. We were like, oh, no, this is great. So instead of going to other countries at that time, we just would go and find all the Korean restaurants in our area. Uh, I was in Orlando, Florida at the time. There's a few, like, Korean restaurants around there. And we really liked the food and the side dishes for free because we're broke college students, you know? And uh, at the restaurant, we heard people speaking Korean as well. I thought that Korean was a very pretty language. So I was like, oh, wow, this language is awesome. And then I was like, maybe I'll just try and go to Korea. So then I graduated and I came to Korea. And then I liked it, so I stayed in Korea. <laughs> I have to say that's the first time I've heard uh, free panchan as the reason to uh, <laughs> you know, move continents. I like how she prefaced it with, uh, we're all broke college kids. That's something everyone can relate to. Yeah. I feel like. If you can't relate to it, you know, you should go back and try being a broke college kid. Exactly. Um, but she said she's been here just four years, which is amazing for her 
level of success, her YouTube subscribership. Uh, she's got her own company. We're going to hear about that a little bit. Um, banchan, uh, you know, the she food. loves the free banchan. She doesn't need the free banchan anymore. If she's that successful, I guess she can. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, a lot of the banchan is. Um, it's vegetables, and she's vegan, so it That's makes it. sense, right? That's it. Uh, food does seem to be the main attraction for a lot of people. We heard that from um, Taru Salmanem, the uh, not last week. Last week we had a former the prime minister, former right? prime minister. Um, I'm sure he had other reasons for being in Korea than the banchan, but <laughs> Taru said she came for the food initially, and I guess it seems like coming for the food and finding other reasons to stay is a this real is thing. This is music to you know the government planner's ear, and especially <laughs> the Korea Food Research Institute. You know the soft power of Korean food to attract talent to. Why here? Sponsored by all Korean foods. <laughs> Sponsored by the Korean Food Research <laughs> Institute. Mmm, kimchi. Yeah, and, uh, you know, on top of her YouTube following, she also appears on a corner on EBS, you know, educational broadcasting with our good friend, Sun Hyunwoo. Oh, cool. I wonder how he's doing now. So big shout out to Hyunwoo if you're listening in. Uh, seems like staying has been a super easy choice for her, which is not generally the case. I know for me, um, I've had a lot of personal strife with that. Kurt, you've been in and out as well, and you've been kind of sh- gun-shy about uh, whether you're, you're willing to stay for a l- really long time. You know, you've said you're going to be well, in and out. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, there's the, the, the smart money. It, it's not like an alpha-go Isidol thing where it's, you know, sort of 50-50 <laughs> down the line. I think it's uh, more like a 75-25 that I'm going to stay for, for a while, I think. And, so, you know, we all have circumstances back home, too. So whether or not we want to stay exactly, is sometimes know? not a factor. Yeah, someone like me has got mom who's getting a little bit older. Got to think about getting back home to her at some point. But, uh, you know, I'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But Megan's pretty young, isn't she? Yeah, Megan is young, and she may have those factors as well, but she might not have chose to disclose that. Keep that in mind for all you listeners of Why Here. Um, let's move on to the other thing that she was doing. It's rare to find an expat business owner as young, any business owner, really, as young as Megan is. So, of course, I prodded her a little bit. I want to know how she got started doing that, especially in a foreign country. I came first as an elementary school English teacher. I did that for two years. And then throughout that second year, I was in the process of transitioning into something else. I always feel like I had a lot of random talents and I was always interested in other things. And I always knew I just didn't want to work at some place, just going there every day with no possibility of moving up and or growing or changing because I like to take on new challenges. So I feel like while I was teaching, I was good at it. But I wanted to use my other abilities, challenge myself into something more. So actually, a year into teaching, the second half of that second year or so, there was this business competition for foreigners where they were starting this new visa, the Entrepreneur Visa, D84. They just took you there. You had to submit all your business plans. And then if you are one of the top people, then they choose you and give you some investment money. And you can start a corporation as the sole CEO. Because, you know, before, if you're not Korean, you would have to have a Korean to start with you. So if you went through that program, then you could be the only CEO, the Tepioisa of that company. So I did that. It took eight or nine months. It's a very long process. And several times we had to go and present, etc. But they chose me, so I was able to start my corporation. And... The empire grows from there. <laughs> Her company is called uh, Gomi, or I was like, so like spider in Korean. And she said, uh-huh. you can think about it that way. But it, it was more like Go Me. 
Like, go me. Yeah, in English, like, just go me. Now I think. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I like that, Kurt. Um, it connects Korean companies who want to reach global markets with influential YouTubers. Marketing, essentially. She mentioned also that the government gets on board to promote as well. They invest in various video projects. You know, this uh, the Korean government is much more, I would say, much more hip than the American government is. Very with- savvy of her to tap into that uh, government funding and government opportunity. Yeah, super wise. Very... Um, future-oriented, right? It kind of makes me feel a little bit embarrassed about how, I guess, in the moment I've been. But I guess there's benefits to that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, um, she she's entrepreneurial, that's for sure. I think you, uh, you, you're you an entrepreneurial guy. I mean, maybe you can start your own YouTube channel down the line, too. You seem to, you know, have the YouTube kind of drive and uh, personality as well. Audio's my jam, though, baby. Audio's yeah. your jam. Yeah. All right, you can make a... You, I was about to say you can make your own podcast, but you already have your own podcast. Indeed, I do. Um, let's keep on topic with Megan, though, Um and actually, a lot of the things that the advice that she gave or anybody who wants to kind of start their own thing should keep in mind uh, this following bit actually is something that she touched on. She mentioned that there was a year in which she was simply in the process, going through classes, waiting for paperwork to get processed, formulating a business plan. You might want to prepare financially for that transition. Uh, some rely on illegal tutoring and, you know, that's Not fine. Not best all, idea. But it's, once again, it yeah. is illegal. Let us reiterate, right? Yeah, yeah. So it is not um, advised. My personal transition involved working two jobs simultaneously. So, okay. you know, yeah. that's always so just, a good option. You know, on the grind while you wait for your two business legal to jobs. take off. Oh, me. <laughs> two legal jobs. Okay. Yeah, two legal jobs simultaneously. It's, it's pretty common. I We interviewed entrepreneurs at, that started a juice bar or something like that, and uh, it took them, too, and they were both Koreans, about a year for all the paperwork to go through. So you do need some sort of uh, interim plan. Yeah, exactly. And she says no possibility of moving up or growing or changing as a teacher. You know, generally not. But the government does offer ways out of that career if you so choose. But I want you and the listeners to think about this, just kind of keep in the back of your mind. Um, The entire perception of foreign teachers and English as a second language, possibly the landscape of English education would be very, very different if foreign teachers were offered an opportunity to advance. I think it would just shift from from a test score simply to be obtained and put on your resume to really a life skill that is to be maintained. So you're... Embedded in your statement there is that foreign teachers are not really offered an opportunity to advance, you feel? Yes. Okay. I firmly stand by that statement. Yeah, and I think some of the shine is coming off of the whole English teaching industry here in Korea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that as well. Uh, Let's move forward, though. 350,000 subscribers in four years. I definitely want to know how she did that for my own sake and for all of you listeners out there. Well, I think at first the reason why I was able to get followers is because I didn't really care about followers. <laughs> I noticed sometimes when people are trying too hard, you can kind of tell. And so it makes it a little bit harder. I started off just kind of in my room with an old cheap microphone and like old model camera. And I think the thing that helped is that I always listen to people. I would always ask, hey, well, what do you want to see? What do you want me to do? And then they will reply, and then I'll respond to that. And people like when you respond to them. They're like, oh, she responded to me. She, whatever, likes my SNS thing that I posted to her or something like that. And then once you start getting more followers, you just ask them, and you do what they want you to do. And then also study other people's videos, too. The good thing about YouTube is that you have the creative freedom to remake something that someone else already made (laughs) and people will still watch it because we have those trends on youtube like the whatever challenge the whatever this the whatever tag you know there's so many things and you can just make your own but 
make it better. And so what I did was I would study people who made videos about Korea and I would check and see, well, which words are words that are searched the most? And let me just make video topics about those. The first viral video I made that got more than a million views was about Korean beauty because I realized that a lot of people who are interested, you know, in Korea are fans of Hallyu, like certain dramas and K-pop, and most of them are women, and they like things about beauty. So I was like, okay, well, let me just make a video about Korean beauty. So I did that. It got really popular. I was like, okay, well, I'll just keep looking at what the trends are and seeing what people really want, and then I'll just make topics about that. So now hot topics are what, like dating and stuff like that. So on my channel, I started the Sogeting Show because I figured if they're interested in Korean culture but they can't come to Korea and they like these idols, then let me give them something that I know they would like to live kind of vicariously through. And that's what the comments are. Oh, I'm kind of living vicariously through your, you know, blind dates with, you know, hot Korean guys, you know. It's funny, GP, when I hear her talking like this, it's like... It's kind of what people call snack content, you know. It's um, she provides these nice little, you know, content snacks of what people want to see, living vicariously, getting beauty tips, that kind of stuff. Uh, really, obviously, scratches some kind of itch out there in the it's audience. It's the stuff that makes Instagram such a viable medium. Exactly. Right. Um, to reiterate, she said, "Listen to your followers. Don't be afraid to put your own spin on pre-existing ideas, and keep your ear to the ground for upcoming trends. Not useful for every profession, but you can adapt those things, uh-huh. you know." To whatever career you're following um knowing your demographic is super important she seems to walk this very interesting line between what western viewers and korean viewers find interesting that's a balance that um my friends and i have just not quite hit the nail on you know we kind of try to do that around here we try really hard yeah right and the mediums are very different. I, you and I can't go on, you know, Sogetings and put that on Koreascape <laughs> yeah. as much as we want Actually, to. Actually, do you want to do that? I could do that. <laughs> you, you know, you go on the Sogeting and, and we'll edit it. Uh, anything for the show, right? Anything for the show. <laughs> but, yeah. So I'm going to ask the listeners out there, what do you want to hear from Koreascape? You can tweet in, email, koreascape at gmail.com. Let us know what you want. We'll do our very best. Do you want GP to go on a Sogeting? Now's the time to email <laughs> or tweet us. Popular uh, vote will push us in the right direction. So. It will. It will. Let's hear about Megan's biggest challenges. Um, it's one that most of us can relate to, Korean or foreign. I think the biggest challenge for me is the Heishik culture. Since I'm doing business stuff, I have to go out and meet a lot of people. You know, in Korea, the way we do that, it's usually after people get off work, so maybe 7.30, 8-ish. I'm an early bird. I go to bed at like 10 p.m. I'm up at like 6, 7. So it's like so hard. I'm eating dinner at 6, right? And then they're like, oh, we're going to go here. And it's 8 o'clock. And I'm like, I can't eat at this time. This is <laughs> So it was that. But if you want to build business connections, you know, you have to go to those things. And I also don't drink either. I always feel like I'm the one. They're like, oh, well, Megan's the party pooper. She's not drinking. She's not really eating these things. So I think that's the hardest thing. In the beginning, I used to just, my business partner, he would put water in my soju cup because he knew I didn't drink for me. So he would always pour for me and we would cheat. (laughs) Should I have exposed that? But then I was like, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. I'll just, you know, let people know I don't drink. Well, if you don't want to lie, you could just tell them. Like I do, I just say, no, I don't really drink. But, you know, you enjoy, you know, you do this. I'm enjoying watching you enjoy it. And just let them know and reassure them that, oh, you're enjoying yourself, too. Because I think the main thing is they worry that you're not enjoying yourself. Because I can get crazy without alcohol. We can go to the Norebang right now. 
okay, I don't need alcohol. I will just be crazy and singing all over the place. But a lot of people, they feel like if you're not drinking, you're not going to have as much fun as they are. So I feel like I just kind of reassure them, no, I'm having fun. And I make sure that I'm engaged in talking to them so they don't think I'm just not having fun since I'm not drinking. You like Kweishiks? You know, at first, they were so awesome. But keep in mind, when I came to Korea, I was 21 years old. Um, free food, because I was always the youngest. For a long time, I was the youngest. Um, drinking on a weeknight. Yeah. Uh, nobody can really blame you if you were hungover, because everyone else was hungover. <laughs> you know, at first, I loved it. That doesn't last too long, though, you know? Yeah. yeah. After you, you know, sort of pummel yourself with three or four Heishiks a week, um, you're, you're dragging pretty hard after a while. Yeah, I've never had that kind of frequency. <laughs> Okay. But there are like really awkward moments when you have to get past um, the the cultural barriers, right? People, for me, it was um, a lot of like older coworkers come up to me and just like have entire conversations in Korean back sure. when I didn't speak any Korean, sure. and that was kind of hard to get past, you know. But there is kind of a rising alternative now. A lot of other companies, smaller companies especially, are choosing to do like group outings and things like that. Um, I remember Hannah on TOS on TBS mentioned like some companies do um, that escape room. Escape. I just thought of that. Yeah. When you mentioned that. Or bowling or something kind of fun, you know. Yeah, indeed. So staying engaged, letting people know those are always great things, whether you're at a dinner or just having a conversation. Right. Let's get on to the big question, though. The big question, the name of the segment, why here? The reason why I stayed in Korea is the same as before. For some reason, I feel comfortable here. I don't know how to explain it, but I do feel really comfortable here, and I feel like the culture kind of meshes well with me. I mean, besides the Huishik thing, I think it's a great place, and I love the food still. I don't know what I would do if I can't have some gokuma, you know, the sweet potatoes, or like some yungun, you know, the lotus root. I cannot live without these things, man. So it is kind of still the food and the culture, and I like challenges, and I feel like here, because I'm foreign and the business stuff, you know, I do have to do a lot of it in Korean. That's challenging for me right now. And so I really like challenges and being challenged. And I feel like here I have a lot more opportunities to do that. She said she likes lotus root. Uh, for the life of me, I have no idea what to do with those. I see them really? in the store. All the- what what do you do with it? You, you just steam? have them as banchan. You just slice it and that's it? Uh, you know, I've, I've never bought them. I've just had them, like, at yeah. restaurants, yeah. and I love them. i got to find it. We'll ask the, the, the local eats ladies how to do that. That, yeah. um, that. that balance of comfort and challenge is interesting, though. She prefaces, like, oh, I'm just super comfortable here, but there's also challenges. I think that balance right there is what you have to strike. It's like, it's like soil for personal growth. Mm, that's sort of the, the conditions uh, under which she can flourish. And she did offer this final piece of advice, um, that it's not your place to decide how people from other cultures should live or conduct themselves. What you have to decide is how you're going to deal with it. Yeah, if nothing else, Megan Bowen sounds to me like an individual. Uh, she bucks the trends on drinking and eating meat and all this stuff, and she's, uh, she's not vegan. Employed. She's vegan. She body started builder. her own business. She's a bodybuilder. Hello. How do we find out or watch her on uh, social media? You can uh, find her YouTube, Chonan Miguk Saram, and it's the same thing on Instagram. Even if you misspelled or spelled the correct way, what, what have you, you'll, yeah. you'll find her. It'll come huge. over there. Another excellent why here, GP. Thank you very much. Absolutely a pleasure, sir. Koreascape was produced today by Sol Kim with associate production by Jamie Lee and writing by this guy right here, GP1. I'm Kurt Asian. Remember to follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Koreascape. And definitely tune in tomorrow at 9 a.m. We've got Local Eats and Health Mirror. We'll see you then.